Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nessa Tiny Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And tonight we're here to talk to you about relationships. For those of you all that have not chimed in before, or for those of you that have, this is a review. I run a private um, life management or, or behavioral health practice right outside of Chicago. We do everything from medication management to individual therapy, family therapy, group therapy, um, and we also do coaching. Yep, here, my, my name is, again, Darren Noel. My, here, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and resume consults. My background is in corporate America. All right. And this show, the, the show that we do weekly, is really based about relationships, all sorts of relationships, every relationship that you can be involved in. And today, um, we're talking about family matters and dating, uh, if you're faith-based dating and what that dating may be like and kind of concerns that people have about it or even good things that people have about it, the way that having particular faith-based morals can give you rules for your relationship, establish kind of conduct for relationship, expectations for relationship, and how we manage those things. Right, Winston, what what really role does faith play in your dating, in your relationships? Once you get married, what what role does faith play and how big of it how big a role does it play? Can it help or can it hinder your relationship? All these different aspects of faith. Obviously the way um our faith or our religion plays a big part in a lot of people's lives and how you view the world, how you view relationships, how you view priorities. And we want so we want to take a look at this part of relationships. Absolutely. There you have some information. Yeah, definitely. What I want to go through is kind of looking at some things to consider when you're dating a person of faith, okay? Or you're either you're dating a person of faith or you're a person of faith and you're looking to date somebody else, mm-hmm. okay? One thing is you have to look at is what's the purpose of your dating, mm-hmm. okay? Why are you dating? Are you dating to look for a future spouse? Are you dating just to have fun? You're dating to see, okay, I'm open. I'm okay with having fun, but if somebody comes along with the right person, then I'm okay to accepting that. Mm-hmm. You know, that role of your your faith can play a big part in how you view dating. You know, a lot of people I know actually still get, um, not a lot of people I know, but people still do have arranged marriages or arranged um, relationships based on their family, mm-hmm. okay? Their family beliefs may be that you need to be of a certain faith to even date. Okay, so a lot of Christians who won't date a non-Christian, a lot of uh, people who are Jewish won't date non-Jewish, people who are Muslims won't date non-Muslims and things of that nature. Okay, so that aspect of your faith or the way you grew up or your religion can definitely play a part in your dating. Absolutely. One of the things I think is important is that everybody dates by a set of rules, whether they're spoken or unspoken. Yes. And everybody has expectations, whether spoken or unspoken. But traditionally, when people have, like, a strong religious base, or even if it's not necessarily that they go to church or synagogue or temple every week, but they've been guided by a certain set of principles, those principles also affect the way that they date, who they pick. So, for example, faith-based has a lot to do with if you have sex before marriage or not, if you live with a person before marriage or not, if you guys use a condom and you get married or not, if, you know, if you have an unplanned pregnancy, do you have an abortion or not if the people meet your parents or not, when they meet your parents or not. Should they ask your mom and dad first? I mean, all of these different things. What happens if there's a cheating spell? What happens if there's a a fight? What are the rules of engagement for your relationship? And when it's a faith-based rules, when you have rules, then people tend to be a little stronger about those convictions. Absolutely. And um, people generally have a response. 
Absolutely. Let's take a, let's take a look at each one of those a little bit if we can. Let's try to get through with some of them. One of the biggest ones is sex and intimacy. You know, it's just, we're talking about a faith-based relationship. Most people of faith believe that you should not have sex before marriage. And that's just about any faith. I haven't, I haven't really read someone yet that doesn't. It's about any faith they believe that they, they should not have sex before marriage. That, that type of intimacy is um, restricted just to the married relationship, okay? So that for, therefore, if you're going into uh, faith-based dating, okay, that should be a conversation between the two people that are dating. Say, hey, here's what I believe. I believe you believe the same thing. Can we get a verbal confirmation that we are of the same mindset that we're not going to have sex before we get married, mm-hmm. okay? And it, it, you don't want it just because, okay, this person said that they are of a certain religion, I'm of the same religion, I'm going to assume they believe the same thing that I believe. No. It be, okay, you say that you're of this faith, I'm of that same faith. I know based on my faith I believe this. Do you believe the same thing, right? I think one of the biggest things that people have to, to, to manage is if you believe a certain set of things are required to date or are part of dating or not dating or even what you do before or after you get married, being able to lay those things out front. Yes. And for yourself knowing what they are. In other words, many people believe that sex before marriage is wrong, but people still have sex. Correct. So it's a matter of are you guys on the same page with that system? And if you are, kind of what's the consequence of not, you know, doing those things if you are faith-based? And I think if you guys from a faith-based dating – deciding, okay, we're not going to have, we're agreeing not to have sex before we get married. What does that mean? How do we prevent us from having sex before marriage? Because guess what? Everybody has those urges, or most people have those urges, okay? And it's gonna, it can't get intense. The more emotional you get, the more that desire can be. So how do we put safeguards in there? This is truly something we want to do. We've got to be safeguards in there, <laughs> meaning, you know, we're not going to be, um, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, here's, here's the deal. You have to make those rules up for yourself. And yeah, everybody I, I, else, I can't even say that. I can't yeah, everybody it. It else. Be for you, for you. Yeah, and everybody has their own rules about what's okay and what's not okay. Like some people say, sex before marriage is wrong, but anal sex is okay because it's not, you know, it's not a right. certain type of sex. So you need to make that decision and together, and then actually you need to have those things found out for yourself before you get with someone. I, I agree because it needs to be individualized. Because for for individuals say, okay, for me not to have sex before marriage. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be over your house in the middle of the night and we're the only people on there. I can't take that press. We can't take road trip. Like we can't take a road trip. Whatever. We can't go swimming with them little tiny teens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's, there's things that Absolutely. people have to think about. And it, like, to your point, it's got to be, in the, you have to decide as an individual what it takes for you not to, to give in to that situation. That's what you're saying you're doing. And then as a couple, what what is so you have your set of what it takes for you not to do it. I have what what, what set of things I have to do, I need to do to prevent spamming sex before marriage. Now, what are that list looks going to be? So let me say this. That's if you're dating for the, the purpose of getting married. So there's a couple different types of dating. Mm-hmm. There are people that or, are. Well, if you're saying you're not getting uh, going to have sex before you're married, and even if you're just. Right, then that's the rule. And that's the rule. That's the rule. Right. Yeah, so that's regardless so of what the purpose is. One of the things I encourage people to do, young, in between, mature, old, whatever your age range is, is know what your belief system is and why that's important to you. Yes. Not why it's important to anyone else, but why that's important to you and what you feel the rationale is behind believing what you believe. Absolutely. Even more so than your, than your family and your, your pastor, your, uh, your, you know, friend. your, your friend. 
Well, why is it for you? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to be the one that controls yourself and to follow your own beliefs, mm-hmm. regardless of what anybody else says, okay? Here's what I believe. Here's why I believe it. This is what I'm going to do to make sure I maintain uh, my integrity in this area. So you have to be secure in that and not sway from that, Absolutely. which may mean that you may date a series of people that don't believe it, that don't fall along with that, that, right. that disagree with you, that think, you know, I hear a lot of people say, Dr. Noel, well, I'm dating this young lady, and she's got these archaic beliefs about, Comes back to four minutes, like, how, what am I supposed to do with that? I mean, people have needs. So a lot of people feel like, yeah, I understand what you believe, but that's archaic and I don't believe it. So if you've got one set of values and someone else has a different set of values and you're both guided by those values, if they're clashing, then you want to be careful that you're not dating people that are juxtaposed or opposite, exactly opposite to what you believe. Absolutely, because you don't want to be in a constant battle. Okay, if one of you is saying that they don't want to have sex before marriage and the other one is I have no problem having sex before marriage, and I want to have sex before marriage. Or even being alone together. Sometimes it's not even about sex. There are some religions that believe men and women don't need to be alone together. This is, absolutely. It's not perfect for you to be alone in a car with two stuff like because you're, you're, you're not married. So that's a lot of times when people arrange marriage. Hey, if I arrange it, you all get married at the end of the month. You can do all that dating after you get it legally taken care of. This is true. And I know many marriages that have been um, arranged and work well. Right, Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's surprising people, oh, 2014, guess what? Still have a arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. All over the world. It's all over Of every gender, ethnicity, right. race. I mean, there's so many people that we just have our common thoughts that you find the love of your life, you all date, it goes wonderfully, you get married, get a White House, picket fence and all that. But some people are like, hey, I'm going to let my parents pick that out right. um, because they did good with each other. Maybe they can pick out the right person for me. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. all about, though, if you agree with that, because I also have people that say, listen, I know that's my parents' culture and religious beliefs, but for me, man, I want to meet the person that I want. So you have to, before you start dating or thinking about long-term relationships, know what that's going to mean for you. Yes. The, the next thing is once you know what it is, what your beliefs are, whether or not um, whatever they include, know which things on that are inflexible for you and which things are flexible. Okay, explain that. I mean, so, like, for example, let's just use stealing, for example. I mean, I know it's not necessarily right. involved with dating directly, but let's say somebody says, you know, I don't believe in stealing, I think theft is wrong. And and you have to know how far you're willing to go with that. So if a person says, don't worry about this burger, I'm going to go ahead and give you it for free, is that something flexible for you? Well, you know what, the, the guy at the back of the counter said I could have it. Or do you say, no, thank you, I don't want to take something that doesn't belong to me here, let me pay for it right now. Yes. You know, so in dating, is it um, if you believe, Let's say you don't believe um, living together is okay, right? Are you flexible on that? So if you meet a guy and he says, you know, I live with my last two girlfriends, um, in the beginning, do you know if that's a flexible point for you or an inflexible point for you? And I, that's a great point. I think you, that individuals need to have their mind made up on that before they get in that relationship. Because guess what? Then emotions come in and you're making it based on your feelings toward this individual person versus mm-hmm. an absolute, if that is an absolute for you. Okay, and so you need to determine what's an absolute for you before you get the emotions tied into it, because it can it can get confusing. Because we don't all, we don't all do everything we believe, by the way. I mean, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Many people have religious beliefs, or some people are atheists, or whatever. But at the end of the day, we don't always do exactly what we believe. But you have to have some ground rules that are deep. We should. Let me not say that we we should do what we believe. Right. But many people don't, or they're working their way into it or they're young yet and they believe this when they live with their moms and they get to college and they find out about parties, late-night parties, uh, juking on the wall, whatever it is, and then they say, well, 
man, is that really that big of an issue for me? Right. So that's why I want each, I want each person to know when they're dating, what, what are you flexible about, what are you inflexible about? You, you mentioned it right there, living together, shacking, okay? That's the, to me, that's the key one. Before you get into that relationship, is it that, okay, if this person's a great person and I really find I'm really a, attracted to this person and I really, for whatever reason, they're not ready to get, quote, unquote, get married right now, because they're so great and I don't want to lose them, I'm willing to break my what I really think or my I'm willing to go against what my religion has and I am going to live with them before we get married. Or is it, I don't care how great this person is, my values of not living together is stronger than no matter how great this person is. And you need to know that for yourself. Absolutely. And that needs to be a discussion. It like, needs to be a discussion. You know, I meet a lot of people in what I do that are heavy religious people. They go to church. They grew up in church. They go to prayer meeting. They, they go to cry rehearsal. Then they meet a guy, and he's perfect. But he doesn't go to church. Right. And so you bring him your ideas, and you say, listen, I don't think we should live together. I think we should have sex. I don't think we should do this. And they say, well, those are things that your grandmother said. You know, if you love me in 2014, then what's wrong? If we know we're going to be together eventually, it's really why just, right, why can't we do it now? So that's why you need to know where you stand and be careful who you're dating. And I think this is really hard for, for people because a lot of people don't want to be alone. And I can remember um, talking to girls. I mean, I don't know. Well, guys do this too. But I can remember being in college, sitting in a circle, talking to my girlfriends, and they were like, well, I had a rule that I didn't want to date someone at the time that had children. It was just my rule, you know. Sure, sure. And they were like, well, you're going to miss out on a lot of good men like that. And they were dating a lot, but right. I, I might not have been. But I had to be willing to sort of be sparse, so to speak. And I can't say that I was sparse. I was just really picky. Okay. <laughs> so I dated, but I was picky about who I dated. And I think people that have a religious belief or any set of values that they live their lives by find that they, they end up being pretty picky about who they get with because it's not easy to have a set of beliefs and then someone else doesn't have those. And then you guys are bickering about everything all the time. Do we, I mean, if you get pregnant, do you have an abortion or do you not? Do you live together or do you not? If you can steal services from NICOR, do you get it or do you don't? Right. Um, if you can get it, you know, okay, well, whatever. What, do you do that or do you don't? If you can lie, cheat, and steal, do you do that or do you don't? And if you do, why is that such an issue if, if it's me doing it and not you? I mean, those things come up in relationships. Yeah. And believe it or not, they come up a lot. On a regular basis. Like this, you go to, go to the movies, right? Hey, we just saw a great movie. The movie's over. We got some more time. Hey, there's another movie right next door that I wouldn't mind catching. Hey, we could go right to the next movie without buying any more tickets. We see another movie, hey, for the same price we paid for one. Or, hey, to me that's stealing. You know, mm-hmm. say this is personal faith. I'm going to go out and buy another ticket mm-hmm. because I didn't pay for the ticket to see that second movie. Mm-hmm. Believe me, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that opportunity can happen all the time. Or another thing that happens is, when you and this is why like a lot of parents don't let kids date a lot in high school. All that a long time and you can have every belief about not having sex before marriage that you want to. Right. But but absolutely there's gonna come an opportunity to find to put that to the test as they say. Right, right. And so if you already know, like Darren and I knew a couple in college that had decided um, to not have sex before marriage, and they kind of made it public campus knowledge. I was like, wow. You know, so, like, everybody's watching to see what you do now. And that, and so if they flip, then that's a lot of pressure and a lot of people looking and a lot of people making judgment. And so that adds having a faith-based system that you talk a lot about, which is what we're suggesting that you do, yes. opens you up to, to pressure 
Yeah, absolutely. But you need to have that conversation. You both need to understand. And here's why I stand. Like you mentioned, these are non non negotiable. These are I'm not flexible about these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another discussion point is involvement in church or church activity. You know, hey, the favorite. You know what? Most people in both there's a, a weekly uh, church synagogue uh, some kind of service some kind of service that you know if I'm if I, it's important to me I'm going to be going this and, and anybody's going to play a significant role in an uh, intimate relationship with me, I'm expecting to meet them to go along with me. Absolutely. Is that person willing to support that or not? And is that flexible or inflexible? Is that flexible or inflexible? So I meet a lot of people where the wife goes to church all the time and the husband doesn't or the husband has a lot of faith and the wife doesn't, and it just leads to a lot of extra drama. Absolutely. Let alone when you have two people, in the relationship progresses, then you have children, but okay, now what are we going to do with the children? One person is going to go, one person not. What are you going to do with the kids? Like, who, who is the head of the household? Who sets the standards? Right. And that's another piece of what about faith-based and, and dating. What are the roles of the couple? Yeah. Because yeah. in most faiths, there's a clear role of what men do and what women do. Absolutely. That, and that, a religion is going to play a huge, a very large part in that. Giving a guy, this is what the expectations of, of a man in a relationship, these are the expectations and guidelines of a woman in a relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you... Do you share with these same beliefs that I do, or are you open? Hey, you know what? I don't necessarily agree with them, but you know I'm open. Like our belief system, I don't, I'm not that, against it. Like my belief system or our belief system is that men pay the bills. Right. Let's say you give it to God and say, yeah, that might be true, but that's old school. I think you should pay the bills. Are you flexible or inflexible on that? Absolutely. The man, man being the head of the house, uh, whatever, whatever the belief system are based on, on, on your religion, okay? The women need to be all need to be fully covered. They should not have any body parts exposed, mm-hmm. right? They need to walk behind the man as they walk, mm-hmm. okay? These are all part of religious beliefs that people have. And are you willing to support that? Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not for it, I'm not against it, so I kind of float whatever my partner said. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. And then I get a lot of people that come to me that are getting married and they're from different faiths. Mm, okay. Um, not even similar in any way. You know, like one may be Christian and one may be Hindi or, or you know, like right. totally different faith. And then, well, how should we raise our family? Wow. Should the kids be believe what I believe or should they believe what he believes? Or should we mingle it? Should we do all the holidays and stuff from my religion and stuff from his religion? Like, what should we do? And a lot of times when people are dating, they fall in love before they have the discussion of, hey, is one of us going to convert? That's another thing I find a lot of my friends um, – that got married, married Catholics, and you can't get married in a Catholic church, to my understanding, unless you are Catholic. And so there are people that actually converted right. for the purpose of getting married and picked up a new God, so to speak, from what they were very accustomed to. So these are really big things as we talk about what's right, what's wrong, as we talk about how do we raise children, what do we tell our children if they ask us about this holiday, if we ask about God or lying, why is it right, why is it wrong, and how do you manage through those things? And it also comes up with family. So let's say your family is super religious and your spouse's family is super religious. You all dated and it was no big deal. But now that you're married, they're like, well, why doesn't she come to Mass every week? Absolutely. This is an expectation for our family. Our, we have a religious family. Being part of that means you go to weekly Mass, you go to weekly service, you go to weekly church. How come now there's a friction because this person's not going there? Right. Okay, so now it's a friction relationship. And how dare they do that? Right. And so a lot of times before people get married, they, you, you get a little bit um, of the superficial 
introduction to the family. You can hang out with them a lot. You can spend a lot of time with them, but they cut you a lot of slack. But once you are in a committed relationship, like marriage relationship, now they want to know, well, what's happening with this? Why aren't you doing that? What's going on next? Good point, good point. Dr. I want to pick up an article here. This is from uh, VoicesYahoo.com on um, how to date outside your religion. You mentioned that a lot of people are dating outside of religion, uh, different religions. They're bringing about four, five different points about if someone's going to be dating outside of religion, some things to do or things to watch out for. First one is uh, save the religious talk. You know, obviously, they, you know, sometimes they say, well, don't talk about religion, politics, or religion. So keep that out of the conversation if you're dating and you're trying to get some, date someone who's not in your religion. You know, don't get into those heated conversations about, about religion and make that a mainstay of your conversation. Say I'm the total opposite. Okay. This is if you're if you're just this is if you're deciding to date outside your faith. If you are deciding to, to date that, don't get into these emotional conversations, these emotional energized conversations. This is what this is what the article's saying. I know what the article's saying, but I don't know how you can date and not talk about God at some point. I don't know how you can date and not I mean, you're not supposed to talk about politics and me and you Blue the roof off talking about politics sure. before we get. I mean, I I think that you you that's the thing you have to be flexible about. Yeah. So that's whether or not it's flexible enough to do that. Right. Okay. And I think it's it's once you're decided on this how serious your relationship is, then you bring up the relationship more. Like I guess they're start they're recommending start off don't be that as a mainstay of your initial dating. Like let's talk about tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, the next one is don't be judgmental, okay? If you're going to date someone outside of your religion, you don't want to point out all the things that they're doing wrong according to your religion and what they're saying, okay? Hey, you know what? You're doing that. My religion requires you to, to, uh, to, come, to come to church. You know, you never go to church, so I'm going to beat up you or know, yell at you and stuff like that. You know, my, my, my religion requires you to dress more conservatively. Look at you're not dressing conservatively enough. If you're willing to date, if you're saying you want to date outside your religion, you've got to be open to that, okay? Because guess what? They're not following the same rules of your religion because they're not of your religion, okay? Uh, Again, this is what the article is saying, okay? The next one, point three, don't become a missionary. You don't want to try and convert that person, okay? It's basically they have their beliefs, you have your beliefs from a religious standpoint. You don't want to try to convert them to your religion, Okay? Every every little hair on my body is gone. Then why date if I can't talk about these things? I can't convert it. But okay, keep going. No, but I think that's the good point. This is what they're saying. But these are the challenges that that, that, that come along if you're going to date someone outside of your religion. Because I, if somebody is saying that they're faithful or they have religion, normally there's going to be a pretty strong um, they have pretty strong emotions, pretty strong ties to the right and wrong their view of what might be wrong. wrong. Right. So I agree with what you're saying. It's hard. How are you going to keep that out of being who you are? This is so like if, you, if you marry somebody whose religious beliefs are that they don't eat pork, right? right. But you keep frowning for bacon in the kitchen, <laughs> but let's not talk about it. I mean, we got a problem. I, I agree. But okay, I agree. go ahead. Okay. The next one is focus on similarities. You know, a lot of the people have different religions, but there is some common ground. Okay? Again, this is if you're deciding to marry or date somebody who's an opposite religion, yeah. I agree with that. Try and focus on the similarities you mm-hmm. have, okay? I know suppose one person was a Christian and one person was Jewish. They said, well, we're trying to find some similarities. I said, okay, focus on the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. You both right. have, you know, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy in common. Right. Focus on what's been written in there. Right. Okay, we've got some common ground. Right. Okay, we can focus on that. Okay, the last point that they made over here 
is don't let your friends and family influence you. Like, obviously, your friends, a lot of times they have the same religion as you. See, my daughter can't even read this list. <laughs> there is no world in which I, I don't want my daughter to be influenced by my thought pattern. But okay, right. go ahead. But so, but I think that their point is they're making is you're stepping outside of your box. Right. If you're going to do so, then you've got to jump in with both feet and right. kind of accept people for who they are. Right. And, and put, put people the family in the presence. Like, hey, I know we're all of this religion, but I'm interested in dating this person. Uh, of but it happens all the time, and yeah. it causes so much chaos for people because the thing is, is that people want to have have it both ways. Uh, you don't have to be just like me or be a part of my religion, but think like me and do what I want you to do. And <laughs> my parents want you to do this, and will you do that? And you know, and I feel like a lot of times chaos could be prevented if you have upfront conversations and you talk about kind of what's going on and where what your belief system is. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But we've got a question that I want to make sure that we get to. Sure, go ahead. Um, somebody wrote in and said, Dr. Noel, I believe that sex before marriage is wrong. I make that clear when I start the date. Recently, I was with a man that I was engaged to. He agreed to having no sex prior to marriage. But when we got engaged, he felt the sex would be okay. I said no, but now he has broken up with me. I'm strong with my convictions, but I'm alone. Well, I guess that's a, your 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 belief is was stronger than I guess your feeling for that person. So you know you stuck by what your faith was. You stuck stuck by what your belief was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how long they were dating before they got engaged or got married, or got or before they got engaged. Okay, was it a long or you know six months? But that that, that does seem strange if he agreed to that. Um, and maybe that needs to be a conversation. That doesn't her. seem strange at all. No, it doesn't. No, well, no, 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 no. Because I meet so many people that feel like the engagement, I mean, you're already my wife, basically, boo. I mean, we're just like a day or seven or 25 or three weeks or three years before the marriage. So we're, we're already committed. we got rings going. All we have to do is a ceremony. Let's make it happen. And I think what happens, number one, is if you're going to have no sex before marriage, this is for most people. I can't speak for everybody, so I'm making a general statement. Sure, go ahead. You need to have a quick wedding. I mean, all of this waiting three years until you finish medical school and until you get enough money in the bank. Yeah, that's you got to make that happen, That's how long was the gauge between the time of dating and the gauge? Because if you say, like you said, we're going to be waiting, you know, a couple of months, like, okay, you broke over a couple of months? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, we're going to get married in two years and we're not going to have sex in two years. Like, oh, right, and it also, again, long, yeah. you, you have to look at, I really feel like engagement should never be any longer than about a year. I mean, whatever, take care of it. What is, what is, what, I mean, like, deal with it. Like, if you don't have any money when you say get married and don't have no money together. Right. But if you're going to be waiting for two or three years, and I know we, we, got, we got engaged when? After I got my master's degree, and we waited yeah. what a year? Maybe a year. Yeah. Maybe a year. No, it was a solid year, dude. Don't don't act like I'm talking that. But we waited a solid year. But like, let me say this: we only waited a year. But, but we're also living in different states, right? I right. mean, you know, we're both in both. Right, like the opportunity to get in mean, was a little. Right. Exactly. It was just you know we had to finish school, had to move, switch jobs. I mean, so it wasn't like oh, we just you're, we're right next in the same city. We just got right. to get together. But I think people also need intimacy. So you have to find other ways to, to, to have intimacy, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, like, um, I don't I mean, figure that out. Like, I'm not going to get on the radio and tell you how well, to figure out intimacy. Point. If you find the right person, you agree, this is the right person, you need to, it needs to be expeditiously that you guys are right. married. Right. You know, there's nothing to mean well. And I'm not talking about 16-year-olds that no. fall in love in 12th grade and you want to get <laughs> together. I'm talking about grown folks with jobs. Like, right. 
once you start dating, I can see people wanting to wait till they get out of a bachelor's degree Everybody's or whatever. Right. Right. Well, for what? Right. Even like at 25, man, if you're sitting dating somebody, how long are they going to date you before they get some, like, you know, return on investment, so to speak? Yeah. I agree, I agree. So, I mean, so you have to think a little bit outside of the box, and if you found the right person. You need to be expeditious to right, marry. Right, because you should have dated already. I mean, I got to I mean, in a traditional engagement, right? I'm not talking about a person that I had a friend that met her husband the day of the wedding. So, like, yeah, she, she's from a different culture. Oh, so they basically oh, met a, it was a she met her husband the day of the wedding. They're like, what? Like, um, I also knew a girl in Atlanta that met her husband, and 15 days later they were married because yeah, uh, they wanted to, you know, do what they, people, grown folks do, and they've been married 20 years. I mean, so it's just a matter yeah. of when you're ready, you're ready. Yeah. So if you're engaged as a way of holding a place setting, like I will keep you connected to me, but I'm going to go to France, I'm going to get 12 degrees, I'm going to, you know, because I was an eternal student, so it was after I got married because I knew I was going to be in school another 10 years. Right. So if I say, hey, babe, let's wait until I, I finish my degree, well, we're in, we're in 2065 when we get married. <laughs> right. I mean, so those are things to think about. The other thing to think about, and this one is a touchy subject for people, is once you are make a mistake on one of your beliefs and you, you, you break the, a vow that you believe in, maybe not sexual marriage, maybe not abortion, those different things, don't get stuck in that. Some people get stuck in, okay, I made the mistake, and now I've got to have sex with Bob or Rebecca forever. That's not true. You make a mistake, you can come back from that. But, again, you need to be pushing yourself towards a, a, a finite goal. What is the goal here? And how we, what we need to do to prevent that from happening again. Correct, correct. Because obviously we're going to need to put some stop gaps in there so it doesn't none of Absolutely. And then who do you seek counsel from? Like, like, I'm not saying go to all your girlfriends and say what's going on, but have you thought out your pastor and said, these are my concerns, this is what's going on, how do we help manage these things? Right. Have you prayed about it? Have you checked the, the Bible or whatever your belief system, what book you all have to, to say what your next steps are? So, you know, if you have a belief system, people make mistakes. People, you know, do things that they don't want to do or, or no, they want to do but they shouldn't do. Right. Um, how do you not get stuck in that and still use your sense of right and wrong to move forward? So we're out of time. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Have a great week.